0: We're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel On King. Sally Lucas is joining us, and you know we go to lovely places when Sally Lucas comes along. And we're off to some wonderful Pacific Islands, Sally. We certainly are, Jane. And Fiji, we haven't had a chat about Fiji for a long, long time. And, of course, it does have a lot to offer, and it's made up of quite a large amount of islands. They have three major islands, if you like, which is Viti Levu, the largest, Vanua Levu, and also Taviuni. But apart from that, of course, you've got groups of beautiful outer islands like the Mamanufas, the Asawas, and um, lots of other islands that are not inhabited as well, of course. So when you go to Fiji, you fly into Nandi, which is your international airport, which is your stepping off point to do lots of things there, of course. Uh, As I said, you've got the outer islands. The Mamanufas are the closest to Viti Levu, and they're easily reached by ferry, um, and you can actually see them visibly from the mainland. The Asawas are a little bit further out, and that's where you can often do those lovely Captain Crook and Blue Lagoon cruises all through that gorgeous area. Typical tropical Very, stuff. very typical tropical and you quite often are visiting villages and churches where they do the beautiful Hawaii, you know, Hawaiian Pacific Island singing is what I'm trying to say. Taviuni is a gorgeous island. It's known as the Garden Island and a lot of Tabiuni is um, National Park and you can fly there from Viti Levu from the main island or you can, there are ferry services as well. But there's beautiful waterfalls, lush tropical forests you know walks you can do etc and then down the bottom if you like or the southwestern part of um, Viti Levu you've got what they call the Coral Coast and there Sigatoka is one of your main towns and you can do um, jet boat rafting there and all sorts of rafting and jet boating sorry along the Sigatoka River where you end up again at the end meeting a Fijian family and typical yeah, custom house of their own. So it has a lot to offer for anyone who just thinks of Fiji as maybe just the commercial resorts. There's many ways you can travel around Fiji. The top side of the island is called the Sun Coast and the main um, township there is Rakiraki. Raki. And then off from Suva, which is your capital, um, you've got the original capital was an island Just off Suva originally, um, which is quite interesting in itself, and got old colonial buildings, etc. There, so yes, you can do so much. And of course, the Fijians are so welcoming and so friendly. You know, everyone's got a warm bulla to say hello. Oh, a bulla, a bulla. It can mean anything. It can be hi, hello, goodbye, welcome, bulla. Nice Uh, greetings. Nice (laughs) greetings. And they love children. So for families, you know, the Fijian women just adore children. And when you're staying at any of the properties, it's quite easy to have your Children babysat because they love doing it. They're very family oriented people. And you know, I've been to Viti Levu and Vanuelevu at the, those islands, and also I've been out to the uh, Mamanuthas where you've got Castaway Island, Voma, which is that really five-star resort I think Nicole Kim and a few of the movie stars have stayed there if you're you're in that price bracket but the the islands are delightful the water is spectacular and there's a resort island destination whatever to suit whatever you think you might want to do whether you just want to relax under a palm tree have a family holiday have an adventure-based holiday they've got zip lines they've got all sorts of things in Fiji now trekking inland waterfalls, rivers. Um, of course you've got a mixture of Fijian and Indian cuisine because they've got a large Indian population in Fiji as well and it's only a few hours across from us in Australia so it's very easy to get to. So how does Fijian food differ from say Indian food? Well they tr- more of traditional way of course is they do cook, um, I can't think what Fijians call it now, I know you've got omos and L- lumos and all those funny <laughs> names where they cook them in the earth. So their traditional way of cooking, if particularly if they're having a large crowd, of course, is to get all those hot coals ready put all the food in there, cover it again with your hot coals and then your rocks and then you put your palm leaves all over the top and you sort of, you, it's like a, a steam oven in a sense and they, they get all the food out from that which is really quite wonderful but it's more like a, a, a Pacific Island style of food where they do have a lot of root vegetables um, but they also have eat a lot of fish. And they also do it, you know, the, the more the ceviche way as well, where it's you know, marinated raw in your, in your coconut milk, which is beautiful as well. So you've got a whole range of foods. The only thing I guess I don't really like is that, you know, the drink you're supposed to drink, the kava. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like wrung out dishcloths to me. But anyway, uh, that's, that's, you, you can't refuse. It's an insult to so if you are off, ever offered kava at a ceremony, you must partake or it's right. an insult. So, But no, Fiji is a lovely destination. And as I said, if you're just wanting a quick break, it's not too far to fly. You know, you're not going to get any jet lag. You're there in a, about four and a half hours. So, you know. King Sally Lucas, we've just had a lovely time in Fiji. <laughs> Can we have as good a time in Japan? Well, according to the Japan National Tourism Organization, you certainly can. And this week, they've inaugurated a global scale multilingual campaign entitled Enjoy My Japan. And it's it's, sort of trying to entice long haul travelers to visit Japan and explore the country beyond the well known popular attractions and immerse themselves more in the um, the real depths of japanese nature and culture that exist off the beaten track so it's apparently it's a, a, a extensive multifaceted promotion and they've actually put out a new de- dedicated website if anyone's interested that you can go on to called uh, enjoymyjapan.jp and it features video clips and shows a broad range of activities and scenes not typically associated with japan and you know they're going to be advertising on tv at everything apparently for this. So it's, it's a major addition of, it, they say, too, of efforts made in recent years to attract more visitors from overseas. And, of course, the cost of living in Japan now is a lot less than it used to be. We always used to think of Japan as a more expensive destination, but yes. that is not the case anymore. So I think they're just trying to re-educate us, if you like, that it's a very attractive country for us to visit. So since 2000, apparently the number of travels from abroad had soared up by 500%. But this particular um, program, or should I say promotion, Enjoy My Japan, it's been targeted especially for travellers from Europe, North America, and Australia, and they're going to be doing promotions here eventually at some stage as well. Um, I think what they're trying to say is the cornerstone of the campaign is the message that that Japan literally has something for everyone. Um, And they want um, visitors from abroad, sorry, um, not just to see the familiar iconic sites, but to really go into the countryside and immerse themselves more with with people. And it's interesting, I've just had some friends come back who had never been to Japan before, well-traveled, but just had never got round to going to Japan and they were staying a lot of the time in typical accommodation and so on and they were just saying how welcoming the Japanese people were and how friendly and proud of their country and wanting to offer information about all these extra little things you could do in places. They were so impressed and had never been high on their bucket list but they just come back and they just can't wait to go back again and same with an, another friend of mine who lives um, in Darwin actually. They go there to ski but every time they go they try and do you know something else as well and they, they just love it. Um, they've really become quite immersed in it and the actual culture of the country which is interesting and the food of course I mean it's, it's a different total culture to any other Asian culture. It's, it's very different. It's unique. Um, so, yeah, so this particular, I said, campaign is, is to try and get people there for the cuisine, the tradition, they're saying nature, still cities, relaxation, art and outdoor. And as we all know, like Japan has many islands as well that you can visit. It's got beaches. We don't think of that. And some of them are quite lovely beaches. Um, it's got, again, you've got, well, of course, Mount Fuji, which it's famous for. And you've got the wonderful train services throughout Japan. Um, also there's a new hotel hotel opened belonging to the sakura hotel chain and they've got a few hotels in tokyo and this is um, in the main center area shinjuku in tokyo it's in the historic uh, ginza shopping street and it's the fifth hotel on the sakura chain and what they do they operate their hotels, they've got five now, 24-7, and they have all multilingual staff. And 85% of their guests are international visitors. So what they try and do is offer you service that you don't normally get at a hotel. So rather than just a concierge, for example, that you go to for information, all staff members are trained to accommodate any diverse requests that you may have. So, you know, if you want to know where to go for a typical ramen noodle dinner or whatever it may be, regardless of whether or not, you know, you, you you will be trained so I yes. think it's a wonderful thing. So you're not just relying on one person all the time. Um, also, the five-story building was originally a dormitory for nurses. It's interesting, and uh, the rooms have the tatami flooring and resemble more ordinary apartments rather than uh, the usual traditional hotel. It can accommodate up to three hundred guests, and apparently they said within the first six months of it opening last year, it hosted two groups of more than hundred guests and many groups ranging from seventy to eighty people. So it's got this twenty-four-hour cafe that serves dishes from all. Over the world, which they believe is necessary, which allows guests to eat and relax without having to go out, even if they're arriving late or having to depart early in the morning. You know what that's like, Jane. If you, oh, some yes. of us, have to go early, you can't get breakfast because the restaurant's not open. Yes. And they mm-hmm. say what they do, they even cool. encourage guests from inter, uh, from other international countries to share their local dishes and even teach the staff how to make them. Oh, what so, a great that, yeah, so the cafe, they say, is never out of ideas from new options, and they say the fridge is also well stocked with beers from around the world (laughs) so very important including from japan well that's right and of course it is famous for skiing a lot of aussies go there now rather than the long trek to europe or canada or america because you know it's only a 10-hour flight so and it's all in the same time zone so you're not even going to get any jet lag so japan's on the list now as well as Fiji. (laughs) (laughs) what a good bucket list it keeps getting longer it does it does (laughs) We take a look at what's hot in the deals department in the current travel marketplace right now. What have you got for us, Sally Lucas? Jane, yes. Before I do, I think I mentioned this last week, but just in case I didn't, we've seen we're talking about Fiji today. Manor Island, which is in that Mamanuca group, is now becoming fully inclusive from the 8th of July. So... I know families love that, no hand in the pocket while you're away. Everything's paid before you go, like a Club Med resort or a cruise, you know, similar system. So that's just good for people to know with families that from 8 July it'll become fully inclusive. Mm. Norfolk Island, lovely little destination in Aussie, of course. Yes. They've just got a little three night package here that you can extend if you want, but it's starting from just around $700 for three nights accommodation, airfares, car hire, etc., and return airport transfers at the Crest Apartments. So that's a nice little one there for you. And that is um, from. Sydney, it's sorry, 750. From Brisbane, it's from 700. Sorry, mm. so if you were up Brisbane Way, of course, you could do that. And there are different travel dates available, there's a myriad of them throughout the year from um, May through to about September. Mm. Okay. APT, Australian Pacific Touring Course, have got their pre-release out now for Europe. I know that sounds silly, 2019 already. They did this last year, though, and it proved quite successful. If you book a holiday by the 30th of April and pay a deposit, they have a really good deal on the fly-free if you want to take advantage of the fly-free, including taxes, although there's a companion one, or there's credits, or you can upgrade to business class for a very, you know, small amount really or pay no solo supplements so if you're thinking of doing an apt river cruise next year and also on some of their classic land journeys and small group discoveries then be sure to book by 30 april to secure those discounts Um, evergreen also doing a lovely river cruise um, offer at the moment where you can upgrade and save up to four thousand three dollars $4,300, $4,300, rather, per couple. Um, so they've reduced the price and given you an upgrade. So that's a really a great saving on a range of their 15-day river cruises. Air Tahiti Nui have got some lovely um, packages to Tahiti, seeing as we have been around the Pacific a bit today. And this offer ends on the 26th of February. Lovely accommodation packages at Morea, and the main island of Papiete, you always do have to have a night each end in Papiate, just the way the flights work and the connections out to the islands. So if it's a seven-night package, you'll be two in Papiete, five on the island, etc. And they start from uh, just under $2,700 for your whole package, and that includes return air flights with Air Tahiti Nui, as I said, seven nights accommodation, and buffet breakfast daily in Morea and your transfers. The lovely Star Clippers, those beautiful, mastered big yachts that have some wonderful cruising, have got early booking savings of up to 30%. They've extended it now till the 31st of March for their 2018 Mediterranean and Indonesian season. So um, they've got an idyllic Thailand cruise departing in April, four sailings to choose from on that with no single supplement and an $800 per person special air credit as well. And they've got lots of other savings of up to 30% too on their 20, November 2018 through to April 2019 Caribbean and Thailand rates as well. Um, Tours have been operating for about 40 years. They're a wonderful operator into the Greenland, Iceland section of the world. Um, so they celebrate their 40 years. They're saying no single supplements now on a lot of their departures. So for the solo traveller, that's good to know. Very and that, good news. Yeah, that finishes 28 February. And something really interesting here, we had Jane today... Um, a Russian expert beyond travel have put together a lovely little um, highlights of Russia um, journey, which is a small group tour, and it's including lots of lovely things, including first-class hot- um, first class hotels, high-speed rail travel, and much more. you do doing highlights like the Red Square down into the Moscow metro. The underground in Moscow, of course, is just... Oh unbelievable. It's like a palace. You go inside the Kremlin, the Armoury Museum, you have two days in the Russian countryside doing some historic towns, Moscow Circus and Folklore evening, um, you do the high-speed rail between Moscow and St. Petersburg, uh, a canal cruise in St. Petersburg, the famous Fabergé Egg Museum, Catherine's Palace and the Amber Room, Peterhof Palace, Fountains and Gardens, lunch with the local family, vodka appreciation and tasting and much more. So that's a lot to take in. Book by 28 Feb, they've already got four Exclusive Departures with Limited Numbers, and that's from under $3,700 per person, and you also get bonus Discover More travel vouchers that you can use towards other things while you're there, 250 per couple. So, Jane, there's always a lot out there in the marketplace, as usual, and we've got something special this week. We mentioned last week we might have something new happening. Yes. So, we have a new great monthly prize for our listeners to win. Yes. So if you're travelling from Newcastle via Sydney Airport on a holiday, whether overseas or domestic, we're offering you the chance to win overnight accommodation at the Mantra Airport, Sydney, return transfers, thanks to Newcastle Connections. So good on them. So just go to the 2NURFM homepage, and if you look on the homepage, you'll see a section down the bottom called Station News and Events. And underneath that, you'll see an icon for Travel on King Newcastle Connections draw. Click on that and then submit your entry and a winner will be drawn on the last Friday of every month. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.